Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Basar. Today is episode 92, and we've got a great internet connection. We're all feeling healthy today, and we're really excited to have Catalina Afaro on the show, um, lab director over at Lion Labs, but longtime activist and uh, legacy uh, participant. So Catalina, thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. We got some some big news. You guys are just in the news. We'll get into in a second. Uh, first, I want to introduce Kevin over at Chew Cannabis. Kevin, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Glad to have uh, Catalina on the show. Um, I've worked with Lion Labs in the past, but I've never had a chance to to actually meet Catalina. So I'm looking forward to uh, to interviewing her and seeing how things go. All right, all right. It's gonna be an interview. <laughs> yeah, you know, formal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Tom, uh, who's known uh, Catalina for a while up uh, in Alden, Michigan. I don't know if I'd give away the secret location, but uh, how's it going? It's on the internet, I'm sure. (laughs) It's going well. I'm so excited to uh, speak with Catalina. It has been way too long, dear friend. And uh, yeah, crazy times that we had uh, experienced together back in the day. And I'm sure we'll get a little bit into that, but so good to see everyone and to be healthy and good to see you, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. Good to see all you guys. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about this one. I met uh, Catalina back in around 2016 in Lansing, MI Legalized days, and um, uh, and uh, uh, she had just uh, started, I believe, just started working for Kind, and we were up at a rally in Lansing that uh, that day, and uh, I don't think Kind was getting the uh, the uh, the uh, appropriate uh, marketing attention that they had paid for and she ran right up there and got it and was uh was right in the spirit so i remember that first time and then uh i think we went uh it might have been the nut house after that and uh, yeah. kind of sponsored that so uh from there i know uh you really uh as far as kind provisioning that was one of the the great stores of the legacy market um fortunate didn't make it make it over but um you know catalina did and that's that's awesome um there was times when she she had to take over and, and run the whole thing and was very impressive so um when i when i heard you uh you know were the lab director and got a job at line labs early on um you know no, no one's no one that knows you is surprised at uh, your success and the company's success so thanks for being on would love to hear about your background what got you into cannabis before i met you then uh and um and then get into the lssu program yeah thank you so much i really appreciate that um kind was my first introduction to the market um or into the industry but prior to that um you know as a student at msu i worked in the nonprofit industry for a while um i managed managed a farmer's market on the south side for a year and was um really loving being part of the community and then uh you know one day a friend called me up and and said that kind was hiring and i had i didn't even know dispensaries were a thing at the time so um i hopped on um that opportunity and um like you said by the end of it i was pretty much running the show and um 
you know, doing procurement and, and managing and scheduling and, and all of that. And so um, that's really what introduced me to um, my passion for cannabis. You know, I, I've been a consumer since college and, and really loved the plant and, and the benefits of it personally, but to work in um, a dispensary and get to see the firsthand experience of benefits um, to the people and to the community where we were serving was really awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, after a kind close, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't make it. Um, I kind of hung out for a year or so and kind of waited for the regulated market to figure itself out. And um, again, my my trusty network, I had a friend, Jonathan, we've been, Jonathan Kane, we've been friends for years. Um, he called me up and said they were starting this company. And yeah, I was really excited to be one of the first 10 employees here. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of the industry, so. Yeah, and it's it's exciting, uh, you know, Lion Lion Labs, and of course the brand Element, among among others, is is uh, been able to hold and keep that uh, the I guess the premium uh, brand and actually be one uh, in a world where everyone's calling themselves premium. All you have to do is go on Reddit, and uh, um, you hear nothing but uh, how great Element is, which isn't easy. So um, pretty, it's cool. I'm. Uh, like what you guys have done, um, but let's go into um, the Lake Superior State. So you guys actually partnered with it's the first, it's the nation's first accredited university uh, to offer de a degree program um, on the analysis of cannabis compounds and contaminants. And um, what does that look like? How did that happen? What are the benefits of, of working with them? Um, uh, I'm sure there's a lot. It's just, it's super exciting and. Uh, I'm glad we get to hear about it because a lot of people are interested. Yeah, so um, our partnership with LSSU is very new. Um, we donated $200,000 directly to their cannabis chemistry and business program to specifically fund um, student research. Um, so I know Ryan and Jonathan had been working, you know, with some other people um, in the background to kind of get this going. Um, and uh, we couldn't be more excited, you know, we're, um, to be able to be a part of the research, you know, we all know there's um, so many known unknowns and, and questions about the plant that have yet to be answered. So we're really excited to kind of be at the forefront of that research and be able to, you know, guide it in some capacity and, and get some research that can benefit all of us, you know. Um, we don't have any specific projects in the works yet, so it's hard to speak to that. Um, but when we do and we have some, you know, data-driven research, we, we're very excited to be able to share that with everyone, so. Very cool, very cool. What, uh, what, what as far as like, um, what's the difference, uh, things that a university, I guess, can do with the law changes, if you know, versus what, you know, like labs can do out here, I know. <laughs> Um, you know, that as far as like some of the, the different equipment or like, like what, uh, you know, this really, I mean, from, if I'm understanding it right, it's one of the first real ways to really, really start digging into in cannabis a lot more deeper. Yeah, I think so. You know, um, the university has, um, really, you know, a lot of access to different types of equipment and machines that, that we don't. Um, they have a whole lab sponsored by Agilent, you know, and so I've, I've learned a lot about them in the most recent, the past few months. So, um, yeah, they have a, a, a resources that, you know, we, we don't, we don't have access to. So, um, very like technical things that I'm not sure I fully completely understand, <laughs> um, you know, very complex, um, compounds and different projects that can happen. So, so, 
I'm also myself very excited to see what can come from this project. Do you know how the uh, the lab's going to procure uh, its cannabis? Is it through the regulated market in Michigan? Is it through, uh, tell us a little bit about that if you know. I don't honestly, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they do have a DEA license, but I don't know if that gives them access to our, you know, our regulated market and the, and the market uh, products that are actually, you know, out there for people. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure on that detail, fortunately. <clears throat> Yeah, kind of crazy. <clears throat> a few years back, I, I remember a caregiver friend of mine uh, telling me about a guy that he used to sell flour to that was a professor at the University of Michigan or something like that. And he had some kind of DEA license and they were doing some kind of testing there, but it was like completely undercover. And this guy was buying like huge quantities, like 20 and 30 pounds and on a consistent basis over like years. And uh, so I'm not sure like how all that works, but it should be interesting to 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 hear um, how it all all plays out and what kind of um, you know studies they're going to do if it's going to roll over into other degree programs and and uh, that ought to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was wondering how how did how did that all come about that you guys got with Lake Superior State and and started developing this this program. You know, I think it started, you know, we work closely with Cambium Analytica, and I know that they were um, funding a project there as well, possibly some student housing. So I think, um, you know, we started talking with them and were interested in how we could get involved as well and, and you know, how we could give our money that would um, directly, you know, support the research and, and the students. And so, you know, um, like I said, Ryan and Jonathan, um, you know, met with people, the the president and the dean of the university and of that program, and we're really able to, you know, kind of figure out a way for us to contribute. And and we came to this donation, and and we're really excited to be part of specifically student research and kind of um, help them, you know, prepare for the industry. And um, you know, there's so many different avenues that you can go in when it comes to the industry, whether it's retail or processing or testing, and compliance, transport, you know, all of those different aspects. So um, it's, yeah, just really exciting to be able to contribute and know that we're, um, you know, helping kind of um, fund that, so. And then do you guys have a, a timeline on when students might be able to enroll in that program and, and things might get started? Um, the program's already going. Like Ryan said, it was the first in the country to, to have a, an accredited cannabis program. And I know they're not the only one now, which is exciting. Um, I think there's a couple in Michigan, actually. So uh, students are enrolled and, and are in those programs now. And um, we had a lab named after us. We got to do a little tour of that, which is exciting. Um, and they had some small scale extraction equipment and yeah, it was just kind of, uh, it was really cool to kind of see the beginning of it, you know, as we, as we kind of, um, dive in and, and see what will actually come from it all. So. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm dying to ask you, Catalina is, uh, your perspective, uh, because yours is, uh, you know, one, um, that I have a little bit of understanding of of you know the the i guess the pressures and the the difference between um you know back back in the uh the legacy days versus now the regulated because it's a whole different set and you've been able you were you're at two successful companies um but um you know there were some pretty scary times back in the day uh and uh and now like uh it's, i'm sure it's not like that but what what are the the new pressures 
Um, yeah, so that's that's one of the biggest things, right, is safety. Um, it was heartbreaking to see kind get broken into time after time and really have no ability or, or recourse, you know, so that's very different um, on the regulated market for sure. Um, so, you know, and the legitimacy too that kind of comes with, with the regulation as well. Um, so, um, how, I'm how, sorry. How, I'm... <laughs> how, how, how is it working with, uh, I know you're managing employees now and it's all, you know, like the professional world and, you know, like just moving from that, you know, that uh, kind of bookkeeping, you know, maybe on a pad of paper versus, uh, you know, like the, you know, corporate America. Yeah. So I will say that, um, you know, working for Eugene, I mean, that's how I met you guys. Um, there was uh, a level of professionalism to working with him. Yeah. So I, I'd like to think that, you know, the way we were kind of running things um, back then, obviously it's much different than it is here, but um, there was a level of professionalism there and, and, and how we procured product and how we presented it that um, I think carries or has at least really benefited me in terms of how I'm able to contribute to the industry now, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's very different on this end, um, but it's, it's better, I think, for sure. What have been your, uh, as far as you, you said, the level of uh, legitimacy, you were doing nonprofit work, working, you know, on, you said running a farmer's market on the South side and, um, what is uh what was initially your family's and friends reaction and uh and is that you know is that grown like so many so many of us as we've gone from one to now you know doing this and everybody wanting to get into cannabis yeah so i think my parents were probably a little hesitant at first i was only a couple years out of college um you know and started working at kind and maybe it wasn't exactly what they had pictured for me um but i honestly hadn't wasn't sure what i had pictured for myself so i was okay with it you know i was um happy with um you know what i was doing and the level of connection i had with the community like i felt really good about it so that's really all that um really mattered to me you know so um and then you know change to the the regulated market and having you know the legitimacy of like a w-2 and and things that you know um people might not even really consider that you know wasn't available to us back then um so yeah my my parents have um definitely become more open to it and my friends have always been supportive so i've been grateful in that aspect to not get too much of a pushback but yeah it's exciting to kind of um you know talk about and, and the LSSU program, you know, I shared that information with them as well. And they were, you know, asking me, did you ever think that you would, um, you know, be doing something like this? And the answer was no, but I'm, <laughs> I, I, I dreamed it for sure. You know, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. Catalina, <clears throat> I don't know, is, is there a way for people to keep up with the, the research that's happening at Lake Superior State? As far as I'm really excited that we have the opportunity in the state of Michigan to finally research things that we have so many questions about, right? Because we make these claims all the time and we don't have the data to to back it up all the time. And we, we want that. And the problem has been obviously the scheduling of cannabis. And now that there's 
weird loopholes and now things, and you guys have a lab of your own. I mean, there's things, we have questions about the effects of remediation on flour. And, uh, and and there's so many things we don't understand about the plant. Obviously, there's research has been done in places like Canada and Israel that have very strong medical cannabis research programs. But in the as far as the United States goes, do you guys have any um, input as far as things that you would like to see researched through uh, through these programs? Yeah, you know, I think so. We, um, you know, we were able to um, work, we are going to be working with Professor up um, at LSSU and we were able to, um, I, I think, kind of steer some of the research and, and we definitely look forward to sharing that with everyone. You know, I know everyone will be interested in um, what is studied. Um, I just, I'm not exactly sure how that would be presented and, you know, if there are papers written, you know, I'm sure they'll be available for everyone. So at least I hope so. That That's our goal. So. That's uh, exciting, exciting. So um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Lion Labs. What are all the different brands um, underneath Lion Labs? Uh, I mean, Element is well known. I see it right right over your right shoulder there, of course, and down your shirt. Oh, uh, this side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, give us give us a rundown and then maybe the, the thought process behind it. And, you know, like, if, you know, maybe whatever you could share without giving away too many secrets, how, how you guys maintain to be uh, a level of quality and uh, a level of, of, of demand in the market. Yeah, so um, Lion Lab started with Element as a caregiver brand initially. Um, we were mainly concentrates and carts back then, just as we are now. And then as we um, you know, got our license, we were able to create a couple other brands. So we have Rise Meds, and that's our more medicinally focused line. And we have tablets and tinctures and just rolled out RSO um, within the the past couple months and then we created our edible line dream and um so for so far we have um, medicated caramels but we're really excited to roll out a chocolate line as well um and you know in terms of you know staying you know relevant and premium brand i think that really speaks to um standing you know true to our core principles which um you know are to create high quality high terpene true to strain concentrates um, and, you know, the people that are, you know, actively involved in the extraction and the post-processing and, and everything are very passionate and um, are, are stakeholders in the company. And we, you know, have very high standards for, you know, what we put out. And if it's if it's not element quality, then then it, it doesn't go out under element, you know. So um, I think that's been the biggest, you know, drive for us is just really staying true to what got us into this in the first place and then um another thing probably being um innovation you know always trying to put out um you know not just quality products but you know newer things that maybe you know haven't been out there before and you know they don't all they don't all work out you know we've had a couple flops um but we recently rolled out our live resin joint and you know we think it's the best joint in the market oh, so i like it i like yeah. it <laughs> yeah so yeah um it's it's it helps having people that are you know truly passionate about what we do um running the show um and i, I think that's what it really kind of gives us an edge for sure so 
So, Catalina, we've had uh, Ryan Rasloff on the show a few times, and uh, the last time we were on, we were talking about uh, Dream and the edibles line, and that uh, you guys were working on getting uh, the M&M machine and the Skittles machine. Um, can you talk at all about the, the progress on that? I know Ryan had mentioned last time I talked to him, you guys have ran into some delays, and you know that's expected with COVID and all the production issues, but maybe you could touch on that for us. Yeah, you know, we um, we were definitely hoping to be a little bit further along by now, um, but we finally, you know, have a lot of our larger pieces of equipment here, um, our chocolates here. Um, so we're really excited to really get into the production of our, um, we have to call them lentils. Um, we will have a different name for them, but um, unfortunately M&Ms are taken. <laughs> um, but they will be, you know, very similar to the, the shape and size of that product. And yeah, we're really excited to um, start experimenting with that and the different um, the other products that can be created with um, these machines. So we have a, a whole back building that we've been working on for months, you know, seems like forever. And it's finally um, really coming together and we're really excited to, you know, get occupancy and, and turn everything on and, and see what we can make. So yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that with the uh, with the can't mesh candy that might look like somebody wants to eat it yeah because a kid might want to eat it kind of <laughs> yeah. thing, you know what yeah. i mean you can't make fruit you can't make it look like oh i want to eat that thing because yeah the, the rule sets but uh maybe you call them l and l's yeah that's good that's good <laughs> we have been brainstorming ideas so i'll, I'll add that to our, our list i like that a lot <laughs> What, uh, we, we, we've joked about this spot in Howell called M Street uh, that has these shakes that there's a line out the door all day, oh every gosh, day. Oh my gosh, yeah, those look amazing. Yeah, so we're going to open one up across the street called N Street and see how many people <laughs> we can steal. So that we've <laughs> joked about that. So I'm very similar to your guys' thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I gotta, wanted your guys' opinion. I've we talked to Ryan on it too uh, recently, and you guys have made it known public uh, as far as the conversion. Uh, the hemp conversion, uh, you know, and what that does to uh, whether it's the market or just um, whether it's even safe or not. And I know, uh, I know you guys have worked on that. Do you want to, you know, get in into uh, in any of that at all? Yeah, you know, we, we did some R&D here and um, we weren't we weren't too sold on it, you know, from, from a safety point, you know, with the different chemicals and compounds used to create this conversion, it's hard to say what other chemicals and compounds or um, reactions could be created from the production of the, the conversion. So to not be 100% certain that when, you know, um, inhaled or combusted that something, you know, not wanted is created in that process. Um, just to not have that certainty is is what really um, you know has us not supporting not supporting that for sure. You know, and and coming from the caregiver market where it was you know for the patients first, it, it doesn't really make sense to put something out in the market that is you know could be potentially harmful. You know, it's it's hard to speak to it without knowing exactly what's chemically happening, and and that's you know definitely something that you know we we'd want to know more about before we we supported that. You know, so prove it's safe before instead of prove yeah. it's prove it's not harmful or after. This makes me think about how you know think about big tobacco back in the day. Like some this this same issue, they'd be they would definitely uh, figure out a way to 
to make sure it was in there to smoke, uh, uh, you know, whether it's it's the, the lobbyist or anything like that. So, yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And that's that's another great benefit, uh, I think, of this, uh, this uh, LSSSU partnership to really dig into things like that that need to be done because, you know, it's it's going to be a distillate world. And if it's unsafe, that's that's wrong. That's not why we're we're doing this. Um, you know, last last month it was uh, uh, it was International Women's Month, um, and um, you know uh, we had some great guests, and uh, you know um, we, we have you on this week uh, as well. And I, I think about it, and you know the, one of the toughest positions in Michigan is dealing with in cannabis for me thinking as, as far as I would think for as a woman and watching how some of the guys act as either a buyer or a seller and um, that's what you did in the wild west days so maybe uh any of the the women out there or people thinking about getting into it or are struggling with that how did you handle yourself so well and uh um what were some of those challenges and then you know um just a little bit about your philosophy and how you go about your business um, you know, again, I really owe a, a lot of um, my, I'll say, you know, business acumen when it when it comes to cannabis to Eugene. Um, like, really, he opened my eyes to, um, you know, strengths that I honestly didn't even see in myself at the time. And so when, you know, I was running the show by the, the end of that last year um, and really didn't have any other option, you know, there was multiple employees that depended on, on the business functioning and a lot of caregivers depending on us to, to purchase their product as well. Um, there was a lot of pressure there, but the reward was just so much greater, you know? And so I learned a lot um, in those years of the, the Wild West. And um, I have to say that's what really you know, drove me to continue to to seek success in this this um, space. You know, which is very male dominated. So, um, I'm grateful to that for the opportunity that I have here. Ryan and Jonathan have have been awesome. You know, but it it um, it is difficult at, at times. You know, because um, it you know it is hard. I know to. Um, really stay true to yourself in an industry where um, it doesn't feel like representation is necessarily there for women. Um, so I really just kind of, you know, try to stay confident in the decisions that I make and, um, you know, kind of have to tell myself that I deserve to be here just like everyone else, you know, and I have a lot of um, experience now, you know, kind taught me so much and, you know, and now being at Lion Labs for, you know, over two years, um, I'm much more confident um, now just with the experience, but um, really just staying true to myself and knowing that um, I have really great ideas and, um, you know, just being able to, you know, find the, the room to, to make the room if it's not there, you know, really, um, and just take up that space because because we deserve it too. So that's that's awesome. You made me think about all the, and I'm I'm guessing obviously uh, it, it was way worse for you because you you are you are a woman. You have to deal with this. Uh, is just thinking about some of the meet all the meetings I was in uh, with you know all people with MBAs and other markets and coming into cannabis and you know kind of be oh you know this. Um, Ryan's uh, pretty smart, but he, he smokes weed all day, da 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 da. But like, just the crazy 
crazy ideas and lack of knowledge on cannabis and all this stuff. And you're just be sitting there like, oh my God, like stuff is so simple. Um, and um, I can only imagine some of some of the meetings you've probably been in when you had the answers, uh, you know, and uh, or have heard stuff and uh, just pretty, pretty wild. Um, so that's kudos to you for for doing that. And, uh, you know, there's definitely a, a level level of toughness uh, involved with it as well. So um, I actually uh, didn't didn't hear at the beginning. I wanted to know, did you are you born and raised in Lansing or did you grow up uh, somewhere else? I am actually born and raised in Lansing. Yeah, I lived on the south side. I did school of choice and, and went to Williamson High School, but you know, I, I lived I here. Yeah. yeah, and I lived here and went to MSU and and have worked, like I said, on the south side. And um, and you know, my family's here. Um, I love to travel, which you know, living here, you know, gives me the ability to do that. And. Um, I've never really um, had that strong desire to to dip out, you know, and I've really um, I'm really grateful for my network of friends that I've built here. That's I think how I've gotten to this place. Like I said, how I got into kind, how I got into line labs. And I'm really grateful for that. And um, that takes time to build. So, yeah, I, I hold that dearly to my heart. I love it. I'm a, I'm, I tell people I'm never, never leaving the area myself. Uh, and what a, what a culture we have here in Lansing for cannabis. Um, you know, the city loves it that they voted in you know, 88% on, on, on the rec laws. We have all, you know, one time we had 80, 90 dispensaries. Uh, obviously Kevin had, had one, has one. Tom was highly involved. I was highly involved. You were highly involved. So just, uh, to see what Lansing produced and come out, you can't, won't be able to duplicate it anywhere, anywhere else no. or, or, you know, or not again. So, well, um, super excited uh, to have you on. And I feel like I, I have a little bit better idea on, uh, uh, hopefully everyone else does too. They will for sure on the LSSU program. And, um, you know, if, is there any, I'll let Kevin do that, but uh, uh, I wanted to say if there's any way for, you know, maybe someone to get a hold of you with questions or anything like that, what's the best way to do it? I stole Kevin's thunder. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, you can email me. Uh, my email is Catalina at linelabsmi.com. I'm, you know, happy to speak to anyone about any of these topics or if they have any questions about getting into the industry. And, and I'll say, you know, a lot of my, um, my experience and, um, and knowledge or my knowledge came from hands-on learning and experience. I did not go to school for this. I think it's amazing that there are programs for that and, and maybe I would have gotten into that um, had it been around, you know, when I was in school. But, um, you know, a lot of this is learned and, and, you know, I came from retail and I'm now in processing. I, like I said before, I had no idea that I, I would be where I am now. Um, but just, you know, you know, my experience brought me here and my friends and belief in myself. And yeah, I'm happy to, to share any advice anyone might, might need or have any questions. So yeah. awesome. Awesome. We get a lot of, a lot of people, it's all industry people and mostly Michigan and also people just getting their feet wet. So, um, you know, that's, that's great. We get some great emails and, um, you gotta start somewhere. You got to, you got to, uh, Tom, um, any final words of, uh, for, uh, Catalina? Oh, it's just wonderful. I'm so glad that you are with Lion Labs. Those, they're a great group of people. And I just, it's so awesome to see that, uh, to see your face again. I can't wait to speak to you. And and, and we're going to come visit you for real soon. Please do. Uh, yes. Yes, that. And I haven't seen Thank it you. since, you know, it was just the bones. So I, I'd yep. love to see it with some plants in yeah. there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Kevin. Yeah, any of our uh, young listeners out there, I encourage you. Uh, Catalina made herself available, gave you her email address. Reach out to her. You know, there's not a lot of people out here that are willing to dedicate their time to helping others. Um, Catalina obviously had some help on the way up, and, and she values that and understands it. And I commend her for making herself available and doing that for the uh, the other people out there. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Catalina. It was great to talk to you. Um, I'm going to echo what Tom said. Um, every opportunity I've had to work with uh, with Element, I've always had um, uh, been treated really well and thought things turned out really great and so i i look forward to continue to work with you guys in the future i wish you guys all the best and uh i'm really looking forward to that uh lentil machine getting up and running so yeah. let's do that thank you thank you so much okay alina appreciate it um you know uh super uh happy for you and the transition over it's a it's a great you know le legacy success story and uh, you know, Lion Labs is great for Lansing and it's great for the state and uh, obviously in all the, the culture and what we're trying to preserve. So it's great to be able to, uh, you know, basically somewhat be, you know, competitors, but always work together for the better of the state and the movement and, uh, and what we're still trying to accomplish. So uh, thank you for coming on. And with that, we'll see everybody next week. The Smoke and Rope podcast is produced and hosted by me. Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.